0: Everyone, it is Dave and Jeff. It is August 6 2023.
1: Dave, a show like none we've ever done, celebrating the twenty-fifth anniversary of this stupid show, and I'm so thankful I know you are too. Look at everybody, Dave, have <laughs> made their way down to your
2: house.
1: <laughs> Nobody brought eggs! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody brought eggs, nobody's beat you up yet!
0: Nope.
1: Ah, you guys, this is great. So uh this will be a very fun show. But uh, other than the fact that pods are getting smoked, that would have made it better if we could all heckle you about your stupid Dodgers, but uh, we'll get through it. Now. Again, thankful to everybody who has come down here to be a part of what should be a very fun night.
0: Absolutely. We'll talk a lot about the last 25 years and where we got to and how everybody ended up here to support us because they're everything to us. want to mention, first of all, want to mention the good guys over at Bright Bailbox.
1: I mean, write this number down, <laughs> this group.
0: Write this number down everyone. every one you It's 888-669-0295. That's Bright Bail Bonds. Again, 888-669-0295. Fabian and Miguel, they've written more than 20,000 bonds. A lot of people are fucking up out there, and they're the ones that get you out of trouble. Make sure you call Fabian or Miguel, 888-669-0295. That's Bright Bail Bonds.
1: One of the things that we did very early on this show, back at the KFMB days is we would go to a website called JailBabes.com. If people remember JailBabes.com, <laughs> it was a website that featured female mugshots. Now, I don't know how many of those women were Las Galinas, but had they been smart, they would have had this number way back when, 888-669-0295, online at BrightBailBonds.com, available 24-7, even on anniversary shows. Two great things to check out on the website, Dave, we tell you all the time. First is the FAQ section. It covers everything from what is a bail bond to how does it work. Other area to check out is their blog, Fabian. It's incredible. provides great information on topics such as navigating DUI bail bonds in California and much, much more. Online, brightbailbonds.com or give them a call, 888 I
0: also want to mention our good friend Dan Williams. Dan's been with us for a long time. Dan, not here.
1: Riding his bike.
0: They say he's training to ride his bike.
1: Coming bike crazy. God. Didn't they
0: say that just like riding a bike, you just get back on? Dave, look at this group here. If, if
1: Dan showed up in his in his bike shorts <laughs> and his helmet and yeah. his little mirror, you think he'd make it to the driveway? No. He did the right thing.
0: No, he wouldn't. Would his
1: US post office shirt. How can he train when he's only Yeah, Erica asked, How can he train when he's only 5 eight? He's got a little bike.
0: Interest rates are going to come down But look, Dan Williams and Brian Curry They're working together Don't forget, Dan Williams is the guy to call Make sure you get pre-qualified Dan is your guy to call Make sure you call Dan And get your finances in order 858-688-6813 858-688-6813 Sorry, Dan Uh, Jake
1: Cronenworth hit a home run uh, What a year he's Uh, (laughs) got. And watch it Uh, Dan Williams, as Dave mentioned 858-688-6813 on our website at daveandjeffshow.com. We invite you to check out the 10 short but helpful videos Dan put together. It's going to help you better understand money and master your cash and debts. The knowledge you need to help save money and live a happier life. The mission is simple, Dave, more money, less worry, greater joy. Phone number 858-688-6813. Online, SanDiegoLending.us.
0: I finally want to mention Brian Curry. Brian Curry, as I just said, is working with Dan Williams. Brian's the guy to help you find the perfect home. If you're looking to get the most for your home, make sure you call Brian Curry. He's standing by and at the same time looking for the perfect neighborhood to move into. Brian's your guy. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. I
1: don't know why anybody would want to live in El Cajon, but apparently there are people that do. And if you're one of them, there's a four-bedroom, four-bathroom house. This one in El Cajon, 3,800 square feet. Don't ask about the neighbors. Homes in Santee, Carlsbad, Escondido, Antonitas, and more to talk to Brian. 619-251-1588. Online, Estate.com. Brand new listing, Dave. Bush Street and I Watch it. Three bedroom, two bath. Just 825,000 geeksters here. Clean up your act. And maybe La Jolla is your neighborhood. Beautiful property. Just went on the market. Or it did when I wrote this six weeks ago. 3,400 square feet. Amazing house. You have to see it to believe it. Four bedrooms, four bath. You can see it online, BrianCrewRealEstate
0: dot There we go. So here we go. Twenty five years that we've been doing this. It's kind of crazy where we where right? it all started. That picture that's in the corner is almost the time. I think that's about twenty two years where that was taken. That was with Mike Riley, and myself. It's uh, Charger Fan Fest. Hey, Dave. dude. Dude, think <laughs> about it. You and I are the only thing remaining in that picture. <laughs> Mike yeah. Riley's gone, and Those the stadium's gone.
2: <laughs>
1: Qualcomm's gone, the team's gone, Mike Riley's gone, and somehow you and I survived. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh,
1: You have a little bit, we're recording this, and we've got 25 people down here watching Pods Dodgers. You nervous at all about your team in this bullpen?
0: Oh, the bullpen's terrible. The play yesterday with Caleb Ferguson when he was playing was the worst baseball I've ever seen.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, it was the errors, everything else that went in, it it was honestly, it was the worst baseball I've ever seen. Great win for the Padres. I mean, if you're a Padre yeah. fan and you wake up and you're going, Saturday was fantastic. Because that's exactly the kind of win you've been waiting for the entire year. For the Padres, man, they got they got a lot of work to do. And so I know everyone in this garage outside of me is, is a Padre fan. But looking at it, Jeff, they have to go 32-19 and 19 is the way I look at it to get to the amount of wins to make the postseason.
1: The one thing, Dave, though, you and I have been through it. Everybody out here in this garage, we'll just ask everybody. When they went into Tuesday – did you want them, we'll ask, how many people wanted them to do what they did, which was buy? Go buy voices because nobody could see your hand. Yes! Yeah, yeah. yes! Was there anybody here, just be honest, it's all good. Was there anybody here who thought on Tuesday they should have moved Hater they should have moved Snell, yes,
2: sir. And, yes.
1: and, and plan for the future? And what a, what a debate that would have been. I'll just say, not that anybody's right or anybody's wrong. I'm glad they did what they did. I just, I was flying home. And we talked a little bit about this on Wednesday, but when you were watching the reaction for Mets fans, yeah, and watching Verlander go out the door, and watching Tommy Pham go out the door, and watching Scherzer go out the door, I just this town has been through too much of that. We went through it so many times, whether it was with the Chargers or the Padres, we didn't need it again. And, and the idea that they just said, not that Mitch Hill or or Choi is. A huge acquisition like we saw last year with Hater and, and uh, Soto, but the idea that that they said, "Yeah, you know what? We think we can we can get there." I mean, as they pointed out tonight, going into this game, they're only two and a half out of that last wild yeah. card spot. So, no, they got work to do, Dave. They got to be consistent with what they do. But I, I'm much happier with all respect to the guys who said sell. So, Uh, I'm much happier that they're going for it and they'll see what they can do.
0: Okay, you say that now. Now, if they don't make it, remember you said that they did the right move. Now, if they don't make it, you paralyze the franchise.
1: But I also said they did the right move when they traded for Soto, And they gave up Wood and they gave up Gore and Abrams, who's running like crazy. Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you have to. You have to just be all in. But no, I just, Dave, we've seen it too much. And And when you read in New York that they're not coming back, the... The Mets right now are now looking at 25, maybe 26. Dude, you can't sell that here. How many sellouts in a row? Uh, We've got how many season ticket holders that are here? And how many of you guys that they would have said, hey, guys, you know what? We hit the reset button. We're going to have Suarez close games after what we saw last night, and we'll make a run at 26. Dave, this town would have rioted. They would not. Yeah, they, would. they wouldn't. They'd be right back <laughs> in
0: fucking line.
1: Get ready for the wave. Shut your mouth.
0: Wouldn't, you wouldn't have done shit. You guys wouldn't have done anything. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Now, it, so here's the deal, though, with me. Preller had to go all in because yeah. his job's on the line. What frustrates me... I
1: don't think his job's on the line, though. That's the okay. thing that I think anybody here would say... It's not on the line. Should it's, it be on the line? Yeah, Just, It yeah. should be on the line. It
0: should be on the line. S- Sidler is soft. Sidler right now is turning into enemy number one because he won't make the right move of getting rid of the guy that's causing problems. He's had the job since 2014.
1: Of, no, I wouldn't call him enemy enemy number one because the one thing that you're going to see in a month and that we saw is when you go to Oakland and you see what has happened to A's baseball, which used to be great. And anybody who's followed teams here, you realize – how easily that could have been San Diego. How easily John Morris coming out of the Morad era could have sold his team to a guy like John Fisher, and we wouldn't have had any of these guys. We wouldn't have had Soto. We wouldn't have had Machado. There wouldn't have been. You weren't 30- selling
0: a team with the new ballpark.
1: They hey, if you, you know what? They weren't selling
0: have, a team at Petco Park being built in two thousand four. I'm
1: just telling you, you very easily could have got a guy that was not nearly as committed as sure. Pete Seidler is, and we would have been dead. So if Pete Seidler is going to stay loyal for whatever reason, Oh, man. It drives you crazy as a fan, but he's the guy signing the checks.
0: There's one guy who's in the way, and it's Brother. Preller's yeah, the one guy that's in the way. It. To the fact that he could paralyze this organization for the next 10 to 11 years. But you have guys who are going to be it. 41
1: and 43 years old. But we talked about this last week, too. And the, and the other issues there are that you're seeing, and I think Padre's Twitter has gotten really, really good. If you work through it, some of the, the, the BS, there's things in there that you find that there are people tied within this team like the lack of money into the medical staff, right? Like what, like what we just saw with Joe Musgrove. And by the way, healthy recovery. Mark was going to be down here tonight. Mark's a little under the weather, so uh, don't get healthy. Um, but what you saw with Michael Walker, and you've seen Drew Pomerant, Like, dude, what happened to Drew Pomerant? All these different guys. The lack of money that's invested in the medical training for this team. The scouting. All those different things. Dave, I'll tell you what it, it reeks of is Artie Moreno. It reeks of Artie Moreno down here where you go out and you make the flashing move and where Artie signed Poolholtz or Josh Hamilton. It's the same thing we're seeing here where you go out and you sign Machado and you sign Soto, but you're not doing the little things. And anybody here, Fabian, owns a business. So many of you guys either own or manage a business. Yes, it's the one thing to have the superstars, but it's those mid-layers to the foundation that you need And you know who does it better than anybody is the team we're watching tonight, the Dodgers. When Mark Walter came in, he continued to build with Andrew Friedman that foundation. And that's the thing that lacks the most of this team. Bullpen, yes, but that solid foundation, and that's what Pete has to figure out.
0: When I look at the Padres, the team they should be right now is the Atlanta Braves. The Braves started the rebuilding process after the Padres started theirs. Mm -hmm. Not only, you talk about smart money all the time. Mm -hmm. Look at the contracts. The contracts that they sign Albiz to and Acuna and Riley. But all scouting the, and homegrown. But it, not not, all, not exactly. Now, Olsen wasn't homegrown. They took a chance of saying, we're going to get rid of Freddie Freeman and we're going to bring in Matt Olson, hmm. Atlanta kid, bring him in. That's it, another thing the pods don't do. They don't draft anyone from San Diego.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, they, they don't sit there and put the time into the guys that are homegrown. Let's go ahead and keep getting guys that only play baseball six months out of the year instead of guys who play baseball 12 months out of the year. It's it bizarre.
1: Should, it's the one thing that I think – isn't going to be addressed. And I think for me it's the biggest concern. Jack's here, Kate's here tonight. It's so the one thing we talked the most about our guys at 15. What what do they have coming in? Because as funny as it was when I was 15 watching this team, and I think a lot of you are kind of were close in that age. At 15, this team was a little bit of a wreck. But you started to know that the guys that were in the in the system. Razi are and Carlos Bayerga and the Alomar brothers, right? And Benito Santiago. And you started hearing different names. And then Andy Bennett and a handful of other guys. Yeah. There were always a handful of guys, and then it just dropped. Or we had one guy, Khalil Green, and that was it. But, but you have to go back, especially in this market. You have to find a way to build from within. And then a Pete's going to go out and add guys, and I don't know who else is coming in because Bogarts is locked in, Tatis locked in, Machado... But you gotta you gotta find a way to build from within. But Dave, that's all stuff to worry about for the off season. For right now, just the idea that they they stayed in the game, they stayed in the game, and they're going for it. Uh, I was fine with it.
0: Interesting to see what happens if these guys fall a little bit short and they don't make the postseason. What do you have next year? You lose some free agents. Who do you go out and chase?
1: Well, not only free agents, but do you lose Bob Melvin?
0: Meaning they fire Bob Melvin? You hey, think, What are you saying? Bob I Melvin mean, has one year left on that deal. You think Bob Melvin quits?
1: I don't know. Really? you us see how it plays out.
0: Where would he be? Let's say they don't make it. You blame Bob?
1: No, I don't blame Bob. Not anymore. When we watched it in June and this team just looked like they had zero chemistry at all, yeah, there was a lot of it. But... But Dave, I think right People, now, hold on. Do you
0: blame Bob for the chemistry? Or do you blame Preller for putting the pieces together? Guys that can't get along. I mean, the guy won three time manager of the
1: year. I got it.
0: He didn't get dumb all of a sudden.
1: No, but you're also it's your responsibility to go in. We've seen it with different managers, but he's got them playing. I mean, he's all right. But I, I think Dave, this last. I mean, what do we have left? Two months. Very interesting, right? But how long is Joe down for? How long is Musgrove down? Because right now you're saying three weeks before he can even throw, uh, which is probably more like five. And we saw Rich Hill tonight. I mean, I get it. Go get Rich Hill. But you can't count on Rich Hill to fill what Joe does. Joe's a machine.
0: Exactly right. I think Rich, honestly, was a guy to fill innings. And at the same time, Rich is a guy that's good for the clubhouse. If you look at that Padre team to me in the dugout that's different from previous years, Outside of the starting pitching group, you just don't see guys that seem like they get along. Every other right. team seems like there's a connection. Whether it's the Orioles, it's the Dodgers, it's the Braves, there's a connection. And outside of the starting rotation, you don't see guys acting the same way on the Padres.
1: But the one thing that is going to be fun is, I mean, it's a credit to everybody that's here tonight. This city has had a terrible reputation for the entire time I've been here. as a terrible sports town. We lost the NBA teams, right? We lose the NFL and what's showing tonight on Sunday night fo- or Sunday night baseball is you're seeing this place is rocking. And yesterday they were on FS one. David would be great if you paid your cable bill. That Jesus is a fly ball, you can get the fuck out of That's a mookie
0: bet. Another home run. <laughs>
1: um, but but what you're seeing, combination of Dodger and Padre fans, but it looked great last night. It looked great yeah. on FS one. And you're seeing it, man. I mean, the sound's gonna be into it. I mean, nothing else that, that anybody here Fans are out everywhere you look. Padre hats, Padre shirts. People are wearing it, supporting this team, spending the money to be in. But, I mean, they, man, they got to figure it out. I mean, I know they they got by them in October, but you got to figure out a way to beat this team. They just cannot get it done.
0: No, when I was in New York City last month, I saw a bunch of Padre hats. Saw them in
1: Chicago. It was kind of wild. Saw them at the White Sox game. I saw them at the Cubs game. Yeah. They were all over. Saw them all over at the National. Guys walking around in Tatis jerseys, Machado jerseys. I see a lot of Soto jerseys, really. But I see Tatis, Machado, Nick Martinez, but a lot of Nick Martinez. <laughs> a lot of Ben Fritz. Guess, but I but can. the uh, but you uh, you see the hats everywhere. Yeah, you do. Which I, is kind of funny. Would you like to know Ron Fowler's thoughts now? Because Ron hated the idea of he going did. back. He fought it. Of going back to brown and gold.
0: Yeah, he did. He fought, he fought it. Well, it's funny. They always say you could travel anywhere in the world and see a New York Yankees hat. Yeah. And then I hear people say you can, hats, you, you can find Red a Dodger hat. hat Dodger a Red, hat. Red Sox hat. Absolutely. But now that you're seeing Padre hats, like when I'm walking around Manhattan and I'm seeing multiple Padre hats, it was, it was strange.
1: And you don't – it's not the the blue and orange. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not the It's the one they wear now. It's the yeah, one they wear now. it's that hat yeah. and those jerseys. And what's funny, uh, I was in Chicago and it, it's the national – Sports collector's show. It's this massive show, biggest show they've done in 25 years, and two of the companies that were there, their team uniform was a baseball jersey that matched the Padres home jersey. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, with their company name, but when you looked at it, they're doing the Padre colors. Yeah. So, again, man, it, it's going to be fun. I just feel like if we had come in here and Hayter had been moved to Houston and Snell had been moved to Houston... And we were trying to talk it. It would just suck. It would just suck because it would be like, okay, what are we doing now? Getting ready for ice-sick football? Big Ohio game coming up? No, man. I mean, they're in. So they're in. They're going for it. And and I don't I don't mind that at all.
0: One of the questions that, and I know not everybody has a mic, but I am curious to know is that when they this game was a Sunday night game, you see mm-hmm. people complaining there's no mud and don, and they you know obviously they love mud and don, and they're very good at right. what they do. When you watch in the national game, I don't know how much you were catching before you came in here tonight, but they do it a lot different. You know what I mean? There's a huge production that goes into it. It costs them a ton of money. They have have probably five times the amount of people working on this one game that the Padres do on a regular basis. But they show you things as far as why things happen, whether it's David Cohn, it's Perez, whatever, why things happen. As as fans of the Padres, does it bother you? Do you honestly believe that everybody is biased against the Padres? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, yeah. see that is
0: crazy to me. Yeah. That that to me that that is crazy, talk. That's you guys being paranoid that everyone hates you.
1: You know what? I I I don't feel like they're necessarily biased against the Padres. There have been times. I mean the call though. The, the call tonight, you
0: call it Dodger Eleven,
1: is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. Oh Jesus Christ. I mean the call it to call it first base. To me, was much bigger than the Sanchez. I agree with you, which was really weird. But I'll tell you what happened. Think back and, and again, it wasn't that long for a lot of us. If, if Monday Night Football came to town for a Charger game, and it was uh, you know Frank Gifford or whoever, it doesn't matter. If if Joe Buck was calling the game on Fox and it was. Carl Ravage does not give you a big game feel, and it's the no. thing that makes me crazy. Like Don did the game last night on FS1, and that was good. But God, how they don't figure out a way to have Joe Buck call this game to give you that big feel of Sunday night baseball, I just don't know why they allow you allow Carl Ravage No, and Carl Ravage doesn't seem big. Yeah, there's just That's nothing that makes big. it feel big.
0: Yeah, I, no, no I, I'm with you on that. Here's another one I'll throw at the people that are here. Joe Davis. How many people hate Joe Davis? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Hey, even Geekster. Even Geekster
0: can't stand Joe Davis. But the the deal is, as much as I hear Padre fans all the time, how they say they hate Joe Davis... You understand he's the national guy. Like somebody said, Joe Davis is pretty good at this job, but yet every Padre fan fucking hates Joe Davis. I
1: don't hate Joe Davis, but Joe Davis doesn't feel like a big time event to me when he's on. He's fine. He, he sounds to
0: me sounds just like Buck. He sounds like the same guy.
1: Maybe it's He's just He's boring, or he
0: doesn't blow the Padres. Which one is it?
2: No. no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm not going to make that joke. I'll make it. i it on the show. You time. looked at Gixxer and you got, shy, didn't you?" <laughs> I got baited in for sure. But there was just there were certain things that when you made it to the national game, it felt like this is our stage. This is ready to go. And I don't know, Dave. Maybe, maybe. I mean, Don last night. Don feels like I agree a, a big league broadcast he when he does it. Don's legit, and we're incredibly lucky to have him here. Right? I'm sorry, Dick Enberg did never. Never made it feel like a big thing. Vascurian was always fun, right? Mel Proctor, nice dude. Never felt like it. Mark Neely, yeah, Dave Campbell, old school, but um, it just, yeah, but it just doesn't feel. It didn't feel like a big time game. I think the emotion in San Diego more than L.A. and yeah. probably more than nationwide. It feels like a big time game to us. It would just feel cool if ESPN had broadcasters that match the moment.
2: All
0: right, when the season started, you said this was the Padres year. You, mm-hmm. you told everybody that, hey, if the Padres do not win the World Series, consider it a disappointment. Huge. Okay, so looking at the pods right now, do you still feel the same way?
1: Got to figure out what happens with Musgrove. For me, it's the biggest thing, right? As, as great as Snell's pitching, keeping Hader here, trying to figure out offensively. And, and you know what? The, the thing we were talking about, and it's funny because you and I, crazy to think we got anything wrong, but one of the guys we got wrong time and time again was Hassan Kim, and watching Hassan Kim every night, you start wondering if I make a move to kind of energize anybody. I talked about an extension for Hassan Kim, and and if you if you extended him out, right, that would be the thing. He's got one year left on that deal, and maybe there's not a big rush to do it.
0: What would you give him? Oh,
1: that's a great question, Dave. That's a great question. That's
0: a great question. Ah uh, shit. Well, how much a year? How
1: long? How much a year? What do you give? Uh, what's a... For the uh, you guys are here, it's a right. perfect night. What's your what's your offer to Hassan Kim? Probably right now he's starting with what you get from. him. Uh no shit. Yeah, that's a perfect one. 15, 15, million. 15, million. Yeah. fifteen million. See, he's
0: gonna ask for more than fifteen million. He's second in a war. That number is important all of a sudden.
1: And he's probably gonna win
0: the gold glove. Yeah. We right? should have won it last year. So yeah, so if he's second in a war in all of baseball, right? Wow. Then all of a sudden you're looking at twenty, twenty five million.
2: Uh Korean markets yeah.
0: And so, okay, so here, here's the deal. You guys sign Hassan Cam. That means you're immediately saying goodbye to Jackson Merrill. That means he's a trade piece.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Just want to make sure that you in guys in are all on the same, same page.
1: In yeah, because you've got a guy, Dave, we've talked about it. You, you've got a guy here who's done it at the major league level consistently, and if you can trade it for a piece that you're going to need, then, I mean, you don't have a whole lot of guys left, right? goes down there. I don't think Solace will ever go anywhere. I think Solace is yeah their future, but... Yeah, I mean that's that's why you move those guys in. But but to me, right now, I mean, to answer your question, what does it take? You got to see when Musgrove comes back, right? Because I mean, Darvish. I don't know what's your letter grade on Darvish to this point. C C minus. Snell's been great, but you got you got to have those three guys for the playoffs, and and Musgrove would have been that guy. So. Until you figure out what's going on with him and, and if he's coming back this year. I mean, the idea that Waka could come back is cool. But, I mean, I don't know how much you're counting on Seth Lugo. I don't know how much you're counting on Waka. I mean, you you really need Joe back in the picture, and that's going to be a huge story down the line.
0: Yeah, it is. No, it, it's definitely going to be. That's why you and I were saying during the off season because they don't have a lot of trade pieces, the Padres need to overspend, meaning you've got to stack the roster. you got yeah. to stack guys. That's what we were pushing for, guys like Waka and Evalde. and other guys to say they've been really lucky with injuries for the most part. Like the Dodgers have lost seven starting pitchers. Right. And you keep rolling because you keep pulling guys up. The yeah. Padres don't have anyone down there that's ready to go to replace a Musgrove.
1: No, and, and but look, I mean, what is the condition of Soto, right, Xander Bogarts, I mean, battling through things. I mean, they're all playing. Manny's playing every day. Tatis is playing every day. I mean, you've had those guys yep. in the lineup every day. Cronenworth needs to produce. Kim is there. But no, I mean, you don't really have any excuses that way. Um, We'll talk more Padres, but Dave, we had a question that came up. It's 25 years, we're celebrating it tonight. The question that came up earlier, thank you. Who's the most famous guest we ever had? Who's the nicest guest we ever had? And who's the rudest guest we ever had?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, most famous guest, what comes to your mind?
1: most famous guest is really... I mean, it could have been Teddy Giannolis a couple of weeks that ago. When you, look at, when you look at Worldwide Impact, and I hope you guys got a chance to hear that, man. Maybe yeah, worry, yeah. maybe the nicest yeah, awesome. dude that has ever just come in and so humble and everything else. For me, it's one that we did... At, we had Conor McGregor lined up, and I got the flu. We had Conor McGregor lined up at Super Bowl.
2: Uh,
1: my buddy Ryan Grab was the UFC... PR guy, I had just left clinch gear, and he said, hey, McGregor's in town, and Connor had won like six fights at that time, had just come up on the UFC, and I said, yeah, bring him by tomorrow, because my feeling was, get him in now, establish that relationship, yeah. and we'll have him forever, which would have been great, got sick as a dog, uh, uh,
0: Judd, fin- uh, filled Judd in Richards was it.
1: a nice, love Juddson. Yeah, Nick
0: Foles on instead.
1: And we had Nick Foles on instead. But for me, anybody who's an old-school classic rock music fan at that same Super Bowl, Paul Rogers, lead singer of Free, lead singer of uh, The Firm, Bad Company, sang with Queen, and they were walking Paul Rogers around, and nobody would talk to him. And I said, hey, I'll take him. And the lady said, "Okay, how long do you want?" I said, "How long can we go?" They gave me 24 minutes with Paul Rogers. and I had said to him, "Hey, my sister and I saw you in concert in San Diego State, and Paul Rogers sent my sister an autographed DVD, and like was the nicest dude. So for me, I mean, from um, sports wise, we've had a lot of people. but Bet a lot. Sebastian but, Maniscalco was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, we. But sports wise, but had probably just baseball. Between Gwen, we had Cal Ripken Jr., we had, Joe we had Ken Griffey Jr., we had Joe Montana in football. We also had Ben Scully. We've had some That's r- true. really, really big ones. The only time I was ever nervous doing the show was Ben Scully.
1: this was, it was great, because she was going to be here tonight, she couldn't make it. Our friend Katie Mosher yeah. helped with that. And we had all these drops, Chick Hearn, Bill Murray, because yeah. uh, Katie Mosher, who we talk about a lot, we would just send her out and she would get people Ricky Henderson for the show huh? R-
0: Ricky Henderson had a great one
1: yes <laughs> yes that's...
0: called us uh, David and Jeffrey <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> um, who was your? alright Dave who was uh, the nicest guest
0: it has to be Tony Tony was yeah. the nicest Tony always helped us out every time we started a new station Tony was always the guy day one always uh,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll take Tony out of the equation the, the nicest guy was Channing Tatum Channing Tatum was the nicest guy that came through, and uh, he was with the Wayans guy. The other Wayans, they were doing GI Joe, and the other Wayans was a complete tool. Whichever Marlin, or I think it was Marlon, and yeah. uh, but Channing Tatum was great. Yeah. And that's the one, probably right. Sebastian yeah. Maniscalco came through. I mean. Pablo Francisco just ruined me on the show. That was really fun. But, um, yeah, a bunch of guys. Uh, but this is a great one. Who was the biggest asshole?
0: We had a guy from, god dang, from a paper I never even heard of, but it was like the Washington Times. It wasn't the Washington Post. It was the Washington Times or something. And we asked him to come on and talk. And it's the only time that I can remember kicking a guy off the air and said, well, obviously you aren't going to give us anything. you got to go. And I disconnected the call. And whoever produced was producing at the time, might have been Danny, and was like, "What the fuck? You just hung up on that guy." There was a
1: guy, Marty Apple, was the Yankees PR guy. Yeah, he was a complete dipshit. Yeah, and we pretty much just told him, "Like, dude, you're in San Diego, nobody cares." He wrote a book like, um,
2: uh,
1: "My Time." (laughs) You know, he wrote a book. It was like, "My Time" with Sparky Lyle. Like, who gives a fuck? I I don't know who booked him or, or why he was on. And he was an asshole, but but from I'll tell you the Charger, Charger linebacker that came here and then went to the Cowboys. Um, ninety. Well, what year was that? Have been? like 2013, 14. Gregory, not Kevin. Dude, there was a Charger linebacker. Pete, do you remember this guy? Charger linebacker came here. Was only here for like a year or two. Middle linebacker, and then he went and played for the Cowboys. He had kind of bounced around. They were excited. No, and, no, this Kevin. Kevin
0: Burnett.
1: Kevin Burnett was exactly the guy. BK. Kevin Burnett. What? A, just a fucking clown. Just a fucking clown. And we we're Raider fans, so we're sitting there. We're just like, ah. Oh, and the Raiders ran right over him. Yeah. Absolutely. Kevin Burnett. One year here in San Diego. But the funniest guy that came through Charger-wise was Michael Bennett. And Michael Bennett had spent all of his money on cars and rims. And Dave and I said to him, like, hey, man, you got all your money tucked away? Like, you good? Because your career's almost done. And he said, oh, yeah, 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 I'm good. And who was on that show 30 for 30 but but Michael, right? Yeah. Former uh, running back.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: Dude, great guy. But just when he tells you I've got 37 uh, Bentleys, yeah. you're like, this guy's not doing the right thing. He needs to call Dan Williams. Who
0: was the guy that <laughs> was the referee? He lived in El Cajon. Oh,
1: shit. Michael, Mike Carey. Mike, Mike Carey, Carey, the NFL referee. Maybe the most. He was by far we, the most boring. boring. We like,
0: he's the only guy I can remember. We threw him out of the studio. We just, yeah, we yeah, just stopped we, the interview and said, "Dude, you're not gonna answer shit. Get the fuck out."
1: No. We were super excited to get him because everybody, Mike Carey, was like the go-to NFL yeah, referee. We're doing Super Bowls. Yeah, very cool. The whole thing, and uh, yeah, he sucked it. <laughs> he sucked, sucked it. <laughs> but but really, for us, what has always been the backbone of this show has been the audience. hundred yeah. percent. It's not the guest. It's not the station. It's not the management. It has been the group of people that have stayed with us for 25 years. Some founded at KFMB. The ESPN 800 show, we literally never thought that we would ever work again. We thought, I mean, we did. We just burnt every bridge we could. We couldn't have cared yeah. less. True. Had so much fun, uh, where I started dating Jackie Cade's mom. Broke up with her on the air. And then she said, no, we're not breaking up. It got back to her. So, yeah, Jackie Cater here because <laughs> of the ESPN 800 show, which was really, really fun. Uh, probably the one time, probably the closest we ever got to being murdered was at the ESPN 800 show. Uh, and then Free FM yeah, and ESPN and Extra. But, but I think this show the most. So for all of you, I mean, it, it's these guys that are here, Dave. It, it doesn't matter. When Pete came in and filled in that night, with uh, Mark Nimitz, and, and we did a listener show. Uh, so fun, and so, no, man, this is what it's all about.
0: The drinking shows were always a big popular show. The ones yeah. we did at Free FM. Now, are you drinking tonight?
1: I did. I had an smith. but the funny thing, and this is what's really cool. The other day, i trying to think of what day this was. Uh, the other day, some, I got out, got out early, Thursday afternoon. I get out early, and uh, I come down. I was going to get Jackie and Kate, but I, I had like an hour until I had to pick him up. So I'm, I'm heading Claremont Mesa Boulevard, and I'm almost to the 15, and if anybody knows that area, there's a Rubio's kind of tucked in in that area. And so I go, man, I'm going to cut in, grab lunch at Rubio's, and then go grab these guys. And there's this guy in this old Chevy pickup truck. Man, it looks like it is right out of Dukes of Hazard. This thing is beat up and it's rusted and the dude has long white hair like shoulder length and this crazy like Fu Manchu mustache and I'm walking and he's trying to back his truck up but he's got like a UPS truck so I'm kind of watching and he's backing his truck up but the whole time he's looking at me and I'm just walking so it's got to be in his mid to late 70s and uh I get there, and I swear, this dude looks like Uncle Jesse. Remember Dave Dukes <laughs> yes. Remember that dude? And uh, I walk by, and he goes, hey. And I go, hey. And he goes, Jeff. Yes. Yeah. And I go, yeah. And he puts a fist out. He's like, Scott, good to see you. Man, that's the kind of shit. I, I could do that all day long. I'm like, there's no way. I don't know if he knew the podcast. I don't know what he knew. But honestly, I'm glad he was on my side. Because if I needed to, if we need to figure out where to ditch you, you get out of control, we're using Scott's truck. We're taking you, we're rolling you up in that carpet, Scott's driving, he won't say anything. Fabian will bail us out. But but I think, Dave, I think that's the thing. It's very funny, There's there's a picture that showed up on my Instagram. And five years ago today, it's me, my son Jack, my son Cade with our friend Erica Lee, who's in that picture that we have from the from the 20th anniversary. And we're in Hermosa Beach, and it's crazy. We lost Dave's dad to suicide. I mean, the two shows, when people ask me the shows that I remember the most, I think, Dave, love them or hate him, the show you did after your dad passed away and the show you did after Jake passed away are two of the craziest things I've ever seen in this business. But my, if I can see that picture, Dave, can you hand me that? This right here, how many of you, I think a bunch of... Oh, shit. Whiskey. I think a bunch of you were there that night But this right here is who I talk about all the time My friend Erica Lee Because when she came in I had separated from Jack and Kate's mom And man, you talk about people I don't know if people have ever hit the lowest of lows But we've talked about it She 100% devil vouch She put me back together 100% put me back together Made you believe And five years ago today, ironically to have all of you guys here um, We were with her in Hermosa and it's his picture that I have with my boys. And after her suicide, devastated, man. I was broken. Came in here, and we've talked about it. And so many of you reached out, and others that may not be here tonight. And just, again, for Dave, I know you've gone through it. You continue to go through it. We've got Jake's Projects. Amy and Alan are here from, from TaylorMade Pools, which is a blast. Because everybody will walk out with the Jake's Project shirt tonight. But that's the thing, David. It, it, it's those shows that we've been able to do and all of you that have a lot of us to do it that that make it so much fun to come down here every night.
0: Well, it's funny. In my glass, I have uh, I have uh, whiskey because after the 20th show, what do we do?
1: Yeah, we went with Lisa and – how about this? <laughs> Lisa, Ann, and Erica. When you guys drive out, if you drive down, there's – it's like a little hotel right here across from, like, the Chick-fil-A. And we had set a goal that night to raise about 3500 bucks for, for Bob McElroy at the Alpha Project and, uh, and a handful of other charities, uh, John Van Zanty at, at, at the Humane Society, suicide prevention, ironically. And I had everybody who showed up that night, brought cash, <laughs> Gavin, who should be here, uh, couldn't make it, and Pete and a bunch of others, watched the door for us. And I had fifteen thousand dollars in cash. Yeah. Oh. And you're like, holy cow, fifteen thousand. We set a goal of thirty five hundred. Kate and I, a couple of days later, drove around and brought everybody the cash and, and Ronald McDonald House and everybody else. But um, one of the most famous people we had was Jimmy Bedford. And Jimmy Bedford, Dave Seventh, maybe. Yeah. It he was. was the master distiller for Jack Daniels. So it started with Jack Daniel, and then, you know, this guy, this guy, this guy, and it made its way down to Jimmy Bedford, who joined us at Free FM and brought us a bottle. Joe, thank you so much. A bottle very similar to this from his private reserve, and I'd had it since 2007. Yeah. So we brought it, and me, Dave, Josh, Lisa, and. And Erica. And the funniest thing about that night is for you that remember her. Sorry, Dave. I'm banging the shit out of your picture. um, But she showed up that night. She's got this beautiful floral dress, her hair, her makeup. The whole thing's done right. So we go to this hotel, and I'm like, holy shit. I got 15 grand (laughs) cash. And uh, we've got this beautiful bottle of Jack Daniels. So it's Dave, Josh, me. We run down to the lobby, and... I get, like, two 20-ounce Pepsis, and we're taking bottles, and we're like, okay, we're mixing, we're mixing, we're mixing, Lisa Ann, we're mixing, and Erica, in that dress, says to me, hand me the bottle, and she went three fingers, just straight, and uh, she was raised in the Chinese culture, she knew nothing about Lisa Ann's world, but they were two very smart business oriented women, and they hit it off and it was yeah, it was incredible that flying in uh, from Chicago the other night thinking man, that was five years ago and then to have her with Jack and Kate so that show in particular Dave shows about uh, about his father and about Jake man. We couldn't have done that. We couldn't have done yeah. it at 1090. We couldn't have done it at 100. We couldn't have done it at 1360. Right. And you guys all allowed us to do that. We thank you very much.
0: That night, I think Amy made the best investment, by the way. She's the one that bought the Jalen Hurts autograph football when yeah. he was still in college. So that Jalen Hurts football, which she bid on, you know, all of a sudden <laughs> he's in the Super Bowl and everything else in his career has taken off since so she bought that football.
1: But but there were so many things. You guys know Corey Stewart because Corey Stewart's a, an active member of Padres Twitter. Corey Stewart called me at like 2 o'clock that afternoon and said, hey, I've got a Yogi Berra picture. Somebody walked out with a Yogi Berra picture. The Marshall Falk Foundation. Amy and Alan got that. The Marshall Falk Foundation. Tim at the Marshall Falk called me and donated the Marshall Falk stuff that night. It's one of those days um, where the community came together. Pete, Carol, we love you guys. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Um, Where the community came together. And it, it's one of those things, I mean, we did that show on, on KFB we've talked about it when we were kids, the uh, show started, we didn't know anything, and we were driving home one night, and I had the radio on, and they told the story about a girl, Alexa Alfalo, 11 yep. year old foster girl got hit by a car, and they were saying that her family wouldn't have the money for a funeral, and I called Dave at 11 o'clock at night, I said, what's the coolest sports memorabilia thing you have, do you remember? I think you had a Tony signed poster. Yeah. So Dave brought a Tony signed poster. I had an Oscar De La Hoya signed glove that I 100% stole from the KFMB <laughs> promotion. And, uh, and our update guy, Brian Heap, had a James Worthy signed basketball. Right. And we went in the next day. We called the Padres and the Chargers. We said, hey, be aware of this. And we just said, hey, we're going to put these three things up because we're lucky to be living a good life. And this girl, this family can't, uh, can't pay for a funeral. And, again, San Diego came together like they always do. Chargers, Padres kicked in a suite. Chargers kicked in a day at training camp. And I think, Dave, it was like $7,000 San Diego raised for that family. So, yeah, Paul Rogers, Maniscalco, all those guys great, man. But it's those shows where we have the opportunity to use the forum to make a difference that are the ones I'll always be thankful for. We have,
0: we have so many people here and have been with us for most of the 25 years, if not all the 25 years. Does Actually, if anyone has a question... We will let you guys come up to the mic and ask it. But I have a feeling you guys are I it, I see Joe, a little, little bit moving.
2: It's
1: exactly how we want you guys, yeah. man. You got just a question? To- toasting Oh, everybody. they're just toasting.
0: Okay. There we go. So, look, I want to mention, uh, the, again, that people that keep this thing going, and as we mentioned some of the advertisers at the beginning, uh, Alan and Amy showed up, so we saved the commercial for them. But, look, Taylor May Pools, man, that's the way to go. Taylor May Pools, man, the weather's extremely hot. I'm looking at Jeff. Right across from me, sweating uh, like crazy. Put <laughs> like the Macy
1: in this garage. <laughs> but, but, I'm I'm not not. I am not
0: putting AC in the garage. <laughs> do it,
2: baby.
1: I'm <laughs>
0: not doing it. Yeah, yeah. right. Taylor May Pools is the way to go. My, my friend called me the other day and said, guess what? My neighbor's getting a Taylor May Pool right now. Said uh, I thought Alan says he's not going to go outside of his little area. Guess what? Alan's gone a little bit further than he said he was going to go, but that, that Taylor May Pool. The sign is right there in front in TaylorMade Pools. Nobody does it better than them. Again, ask about available financing. Alan's the guy. No one does it better because 30 years in the business, he's learned how to do it right. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452.
1: Dave, I I love the testimonials. These come directly from the website. You can check them out for yourself at TaylorMadePools.net. This is from Scott H. TMP went above and beyond. They were outstanding patient and offered quality advice on the design and completion of our pool. Fantastic job all around, and the compliments we get about our pool are priceless. Thank you, Alan and TMP, for everything. We love our pool. That is from Scott H. I tell you, go to our website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Under the sponsor page, you can see some of the pools they built for your neighbors, and then you can have one built for yourself. Give them a call at 619-449-4452, or check them out online at TaylorMadePools.net.
0: Also, I also want to mention, uh, this was a, a quick job in about 24 hours as I'm drinking right out of this Dave and Jeff cup. Samiago. That's uh, absolutely great. It's uh, fantastic how quickly they did this. But look, you, you can order your own as well. We'll take a picture. I think you posted already. Yes, I did. On social media. So here's the deal. If you want your own, any logo, pictures, whatever you want, Instagram, Creative Mommies. It's M-O-M-M-I-E-S. Uh, also, TikTok, Creative Mommies. Etsy, it's v Gomez Marine. Uh, Again, your chance right there to have your own. Show people at work how proud you are of your business or your family. That's the way to go. But, again, I can't thank them enough for, for again, what they gave us. I also want to mention Kyle Pfluger. Kyle Pfluger, of course, does a fantastic job if you're dealing with the websites. If you're trying to fix what's going wrong, Kyle is your guide. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. It's mithrilmedia.io.
1: Dave, some of the things they can do for you, design and development. Management and maintenance media and marketing content and creative, but for all of those guys. They are the backbone uh, For what we do Fabian is here tonight from bright bail bonds absolute pleasure to have him But all of these guys Alan and Amy from Taylor made pools been with us been such huge supporters of what we do with Jake's projects as are Dan Williams Brian Curry and Kyle Pfluger. Uh, Without those guys, man, you guys are family to us, so I I can't thank them enough for what they've done for us and for this show.
0: Absolutely. All right, so here we go to another 25 years.
1: Yeah, here's to it. Thank you guys all. We love you guys, and uh, we'll come back and do it again on Wednesday night.
2: Like they make in the USA that guy with the attitude. You better go away. A in video game put a smile on my face. That stop sign was rather large, but I ran it anyway. Soundproof fans and a handyman cussing on TV. What Californian cuss their own Christmas tree? Boy, you better watch out for that sneaky back screen door. I laugh so hard. I hardly the boy.